Hello, everybody. My name is Tony Cardenas, and this is the Indie Real Estate Market Weekly Podcast. Today, I'm sitting here with Shelly Walters. She's back from vacation. Also, Kyle Morris is here. He didn't go on vacation. Nope. And we also have Greg Cooper here this week from Compass. Uh, also, uh, Big Fella, also known as Justin Griffith, is down at the uh, home show all for the rest of the week, and he'll be back on next week. But uh, let's kick this thing off, Shelly and Greg and Kyle. Uh, how's it going, Greg? It's going lovely, Tony. How are you today? Good, Greg. How are you doing? Oh, I couldn't be better. No one's yelled at me yet today, so that's a good sign, right? It's early. I know. Early. <laughs> I've jinxed myself, I'm sure. Shelly. Yes. How was vacation? It was wonderful. Thank What'd you, you do down there? Oh, got in the sun a little bit. She danced around in an orange dress. Yellow. Beautiful. Yeah, was it yellow? <laughs> I'm colorblind. <laughs> well, we saw that you were getting some kind of uh, birthday cake. Uh, yeah, it happened maybe, to be my birthday as maybe well. Maybe a oh. tequila shot or something. Yes, and that was sent from California. That was pretty pretty funny. That's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, their cake was cute. Kyle, how's it going with you? It's going good. We're uh, going up to Muncie today to look at some properties, correct? Again, yeah. Uh, I'm just glad we got some snow. I wish it would have been more snow. I like it when it snows. If it's going to be cold, like I want you're, big, heavy you're snow. You're a sick man. You're I wanted really, to go you're sledding. Just, uh, I just would rather be in <laughs> Naples, Florida right now than more. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd rather be I'd in rather Sarasota. <laughs> but I, I'm with you, Greg. So, uh, uh Let's talk about the market. Um, everybody has, it seems like everybody has a different point of view of uh, what we think and what we feel. Anywhere from uh, stats coming from what's for sale, what's going to be on for sale, what's happening this spring to interest rates. Greg and I have a big difference on interest rates, which is okay. I mean, uh, there's two or three people in the Wall Street Journal and different newspapers that always don't agree. But for the interest rates, you know, whether we like it or not, uh, at least the Wall Street Journal's announced a couple of more increases coming from the feds. Uh, Greg, let's talk about rates for yeah, just a second. Sure. Um, Ask me anything you like, Tony. I'm here for you. What do you What do you think that's going to go on with the the market? Let's Let's talk about the market. We're We're We're, we're, we're just talking about rates now. We're talking about rates right now. I think the rates are going to wobble a little bit. They are down from where they were at their peak. I think in December, when the Federal Reserve raised the discount rate three quarters of a point and mortgage rates went down, we saw that the markets don't believe that the Fed is in charge of the economy anymore. They believe that inflation has been tamed, and I think that, that we're going to continue to see a disassociation between the Federal Reserve's raising of the discount rate and mortgage rates in the actual marketplace for homeowners and home buyers. Think how many increases we had over the past year. Yeah. And we oh, have Lord. come down. You know what I mean? Ultimately I mean, we, from the peak. Yeah, we were almost at seven, right? And now we're, you know, we're low sixes, right? Six and yeah. a quarter. Just five, nine half. if you're lucky. Uh, yeah, five, nine if you're real lucky. But, yeah. you know, you're talking a 75%, 80% loan to value. Extremely great credit uh, score. No ratios to get to get that premium deal. And only some guys got it for a minute. You know, it could be here today and gone tomorrow. But <laughs> your average right now is six and a quarter right now to yeah. six and a half. Yeah on a 30 year and uh you know you're 15 not anybody's running to go get 15s but 15s are down a little bit they're in the high fives yeah uh, the sticker shock is over people have accepted that that's what it's going to be and i think at least for the moment and we'll get into this a little bit more i think for the moment a 425 house just throwing out an example that you paid 464 last spring you might pay 405 or 410 now for yeah, so that the, your payments are going to be a, a bit similar and what they would have been between those two, you know, between a high sales price and a low mortgage rate and a higher mortgage rate and a lower sales price, there's a there's a balance going on, right? You're right. I and agree. a little praise and you won't have to pay more for it than you have to, uh, you know, what, what they just told you it was worth. Yeah. I don't I don't think, that, by the way, the people that 
that paid above list last year who for homes that were in the first to second time home buyer categories, probably under five, six hundred thousand. The people who paid above list and sometimes significantly above list. Absolutely. I don't necessarily think that they they hurt themselves because those homes are we're still so low in inventory. Right. That the value of those homes, if they put it on the market, if they had to move to, you know, Bangor, Maine tomorrow and they put that house back in the market, they're still gonna get their money out of it. And they make a little bit, actually. We had a you know, we've had a lot of people um in two years ago, when we had three years ago, excuse me, when we had quarantine, which was about to come on three years ago in March, yeah. there's a lot of people who bought houses during that time who weren't happy with the houses they bought because their lifestyles were different. Those some of those people are going to come back on the market this year, and they're going to recognize some serious equity. So there's a, a whole bunch of things dynamically in the market that were not there a year ago, not there two years ago, and we're going to see it play out as we get through the next four to six months. What do you think, Shelley? I was just going to say that many of those people, not many, but there are people out there that bought a house that they didn't even like. Yeah, you know, they were just saying, well, "I have to funny. buy a house, and uh, it's got four bedrooms, and it's got you know, it's, it has most of what we need, yep. and there's low inventory, and now maybe they can sit back and and look more into something that will work best." That's for them. funny, you guys brought that up because when we were doing videos two years ago out here at the Palladium, uh, in the uh, farmers market, we would talk about these things, and you know, it's kind of weird to hear them coming back to you. But I do agree that the people that bought a hundred thousand dollars over list price, uh, they might not get that hundred right now. But you know, if it's in, Car I'm going to speak by Carmel, Westfield, Hamilton County area. You know, if they stay in it long term, they're going to be in pretty good yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah, it'll appreciate. I, I mean, the ones that I probably worry more for, and there were two or three of these that I saw happen right together, at least two years ago. I'm trying to think of whether it was 21 or 20. You know, eight hundred thousand dollar homes, nine hundred thousand dollar homes going for a million one or a million one five. Yep. Cash. I mean, if those folks got to sell their home today, I don't know what they're going to do as far as what they're going to get out. Now, they can get out of them because they paid cash. Right. But where they're going to recoup that value or not, I mean, a 400 to 450, I'm not worried about you at all. And you might even right. make a little bit of money. Yeah. But a million one, eh, I don't know. If you paid all of that and, and above list a couple of years ago, I think you're going to have to sit tight for a little while if you want to get your money back. But, that, but that's how it has always been right like it, i mean real estate is a long-term investment you know to to move in less than five seven years you, you used to be you're just taking a loss anyway so now all of a sudden we're like two years you may take a loss well yeah because you know that's you historically it. what's going to happen yeah, right. in two years unless you sold it bought it like right march of 2020 right and you're getting ready to sell it now because you saw all that appreciation there's, well, there's never been anybody who's bought a house and hoped that they made 50 or sixty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars in two years yeah. yeah that's just an un, i mean that's not even normal yeah unreasonable yeah. that's not even normal so people who are saying uh you know i want to make that money they were lucky enough to have that happen to them in the past two years but this is a market we've never seen before. So that's not normal. And I think we are still continuing to see volatility that was created during pandemic still affecting the housing market today. If you bought a house in two thousand in April of 2020 when we were all with masked up and glass, plexiglass, thing, a good grief. We had all that. We're spraying and disinfecting all over ourselves. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was it was terrible. From, from don't three, touch the door. Don't yeah, touch, don't this, touch don't the door. Do you know, don't breathe on the stove. I mean, it was absurd for going to say. If you bought a home during that time, you still got a pile of 
of equity. So if you're, if you're not happy with your $500,000 house that you bought three years ago, you do have an opportunity to get out of it because it went up so much in the last couple of years. So we're going to see that part of the market. There will be some level of market influence by those people that bought that weren't happy three years ago. Well, and also talking about, we were saying this before we went on the air, this um, amount of concessions that sellers are giving right now, too, that is happening, and sellers need to understand that, that there's a possibility that you're still going to do a lot of concessions. Um, where that's going to go in the next two to three months as we get into the spring market, we don't know. But I just closed one today. The seller paid $12,000 in concessions and also had a price drop of $15,000 as well. So it was a very nice house. But we just don't know where we're going. And we have to look at this on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, very true. It's, it's interesting, too, like to your point. Like I also think buyers have gotten a little bit more reasonable with concessions because I feel like with past three months up until probably January. Exactly. Buyers wanted to take the power back. Right. right? Yeah. And then, and sometimes they overplayed their hand. They did. And right. sometimes did. the broker overplayed their hand. Yep. Absolutely. I, then, I, then everybody loses. We had one at the beginning of January, $525,000 list. We had a broker come in the first day it was on the market and offer four fifty, mm-hmm. and she sent us pages and pages and pages of information on why we were wrong about our price and it would never appraise. And I said, okay, then let it play out. Right. Thank you, you for more. your opinion. Thank we 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 Make couldn't come together. We went, we ended up falling apart at four eighty, and this was a five twenty five listing. The next day after the deal fell apart, we got a full list price offer cash and it appraised perfect and went the uh, and it closed and it closed and and you know the first broker who was working so hard to prove her value was wrong and her people wanted the house and she cost them the deal well, well th- they have to understand that that even a really really good house at 525 we aren't seeing huge drops and i i've said this a couple of times even in 2015 16 17 the average list to sale ratio was always 98 or so we've never been 90 95% so the brokers that are thinking that they can go to 95 to 90% on sale of houses now because you know, the sellers need to. They're dead wrong. It's never been that way. No, right. For the good houses. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a real key point. And we were talking before we started recording the podcast today. It's a real key point. We all are in agreement. If you got a great house, if your curb appeal, if your kitchen, if your owner suite, if those things are all really right, you're ready to go. You're going to get your money. You're going to get your money. Quick. Saddle up. Go to the bank and wait there for the truck to come and dump it in your account because it's coming. Now, if you got warts, eh, not so much. Exactly. It's going to be a challenge. Well, you know, it's like you said, you know, uh, if you have a ready house and it's ready to go, it's going to sell. If you have the other ones uh, that has to have a lot of work and stuff done on it, you're only hurting yourself by not having it ready. Now, I also understand there's people out there that don't have the money to make them ready. Okay. That's, and that's fine. And that's something you got to work with. Understood. Then you just have to be ready. You got to price it. You got to price, price it accordingly. Price yeah. is always the answer. Always. I mean, look, if you got yourself some seafoam green subway tile. You oh, know, come you, on, you, mid-century modern school. Well, well, I'm just, you know, there are times when there are, there are things about homes that people don't want to take. And by the way, I don't know that I've seen, I may say this with an increasing level of frequency, man, do buyers want it turnkey right now. Yep. Sure. They do not want to come They're in. They're busy. they got to go to work. they got to get the stuff done. I mean, they don't want to come in and do a $60,000, and they always presume it's going to be 15% higher than what it's actually going to cost. Yeah, they the always price. have their, they're always wrong on their assumption but, on the price. But yeah. you know what? They want some money. They want some sweat equity for the money they got to spend. And I, I kind of get that. If i got to redo the kitchen or the owner's bath, you know, if it's going to cost forty two grand to do the owner's bath, I don't want I'm not I'm not going to give the owner that number because it might be 48 grand. You might have a plumbing problem. You might have a mold. You know, you just don't know ultimately what it's going to cost you. So if you're a seller who says, well, my house needs $15,000 worth of flooring, then it's going to cost you 20. 
Yep. Because no one's going to give you that exact number. It's the inconvenience tax. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to, or they, you know, they're going to have to be somewhere else where I like it's done. That. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really good phrase, actually. That's an inconvenience, inconvenience tax. That's really good. It is. Yeah, it That's is. the word for the day from our, our boy over here. You know, we, we have we, a Kyle word Morris for the day every week. We, we have, a, as we're recording this, we had some breaking news here in the last 24 hours yes. in the in the real estate housing industry. and it's In, in it's the a, finance world. In the finance world. It's not a big deal for real estate, per se. It is a big deal for consumers. Sure it is. So, uh, Shelly, Kyle, why don't you guys t- talk about what's happened and what companies have done? Because I just got some t- a text on my phone that will relate to the well, story. Flagstar is one of them that's right. shutting down as his first internet first internet first internet bank and wells fargo and wells, wells fargo. fargo that we have heard i mean i haven't personally verified it i it will be i'm sure on the news or in inman and that's uh, in 24 hours and that's that's well, that's a gigantic it's not a gigantic well, coincidence yeah, and that's well, the the mortgage departments yeah right. wells yeah. fargo yeah. is a uh doing business as wells fargo but for the brokers i hear that's a done deal Okay, so uh, the market is changing on the mortgage side. So what do you got to do as a consumer? You got to shop around. I'm telling you, uh, compared to the big lenders and the brokers, the brokers got a little bit of an edge. What you got? If there, you Craig? have a mortgage in process with any of those companies, you better really dig and get the information on what is going on because I just got a text from one of those three companies. Yep. And they said their processors are on for thirty days and they're out. Yep. So they'll cl- they'll well, clean up the loans. Yeah. They'll if, give them an extension on some of the deals. If, you, if you're forty-seven days to closing and you went under contract last week. You might have to change your ship. You better, you better be looking for a landing pad. Well, that's and that's right. also, as a listing agent, I always say you need to really be really watching the market, all your pre-approvals and everything else like that. So to listen to this information and know if you see a pre-approval come across your desk in a week from any of these people, it's not hopefully be everybody's good. paid attention to this. Yeah, but yeah. also if you have a pre-approval from two weeks ago and you're sitting here getting ready to go to clear to close, everybody needs to be watching this and yes. not just assuming that things are going I, but I do that. I know you all do that. Yeah. You're watching your book every week on what's closing and what's happening and but talking what, to the lenders. What does this mean for like the listener, the consumer, right? Because I mean, it sounds really, really scary, right? You know, a whole bunch of it feels it, like that. That that mindset sounds a little like 2008. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. But at oh, the same yes, time, we're all in agreement. It's it, not, but it, it sounds like it. It's an oversaturated market as yeah. well. Like we have, I mean, that's a market correction in any kind of industry right. where it, you know the market gets oversaturated and people, it's not as profitable all of a sudden. Then you take into account also because interest rates did go up there was less purchases less refis all these other things i don't think it's directly proportionate to the economy 100 percent. no but it, it it is related to our industry and I, I just i want people to pay attention to it but i also don't want people to think you know the village is burning either right, right. So. exactly but if you got a loan out there uh i'm not saying they won't close it most of them will but if the processors are only going to be there for 30 45 days and like greg said you got a 40 or 60 day deal that and or new construction. Or new construction. Yeah. Right. You know, you, it, you it, better start paying attention and uh, looking around because they could come up to you at the last minute. You never know and say, hey, you know what? Things aren't going to work out. You got to start all over again. And that hurts everybody. I don't know that I feel comfortable. Itself. If I was a consumer and I had a loan application out with any of those three institutions right now, I'm not sure I'm comfortable sitting tight. Yeah. Because I don't know that I'm a seller feeling comfortable with my buyer sitting tight. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Because what are you going to get 26 days in? They're going to send yeah. you a letter and say, oops, we're, we're done. Yeah, we got to start over. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if anybody has any questions, and we're going to go to stats here in a minute, but if anybody has any questions uh, ever about our show, you can go to 317-376-8001. It'll have uh, everybody's phone number on it if you want to reach out to uh, Greg, Shelly, Kyle, Justin, anybody. And if you uh, there, there'll be a number there for mortgages. If you want information, 
today, you can get it. You can reach out to Shelly or Greg or Kyle and say, hey, what's going on with this situation? Just if you're a consumer, you never need to be needed to be more in tune with what's going on than you should be right now. Well, and you also need to um, have an agent who's very up to date with all of this as well and keeping yeah, their but, eyes on yeah. the So on I don't want to I don't ever want to knock the new beginning agents because all of us were, were beginners at one time. But, you know, the beginning agents today, if you're selling a home, I'm, I'm going to talk Hamilton County. You better know what you're doing so that home can turn and go quick. And if you're out there by yourself. You need to reach out to somebody on our team right here just to get some information because we want the success for the new agents as well as the seasoned agents. But at the end of the day, back to what you were talking about, Greg, these people got to know what the hell they're doing so they can get these houses closed. Let's just speak real candidly about this. Well, we all, we love what we do. We have an incredible privilege to do what we do. The reality is we got, we got successful because of experience. We were not at our best 18 months into our careers as real estate agents. Nope, it doesn't mean they can't be good, but they better be on a great team and have an incredible mentor. If they are flying by the seat of their pants, they're going to have trouble. because or they're this... not with a company that doesn't have a lot of education behind them as well. Yes. You need a lot your... of help from your broker. It's back to your buyer you were talking about. You, you, that, you that, just, look, this business is about knowing what you're doing based on the, the, the experiences that you've gone through. And we all work for great companies. We have great experience behind us. We have lots of incredible colleagues we can collaborate with. That is what makes for a successful experience for the consumer. Not somebody who has none of that, who has, has a broker, has no massive support no massive company support no massive team support you're asking for trouble well i mean as we always say it's their largest asset we are working with i mean it is their huge amount of money that they are counting on us to protect i can remember like back to your point as a new agent uh i mean literally like the month after i got licensed uh my brother-in-law sold his house right and he didn't use me and I was sitting there like, wait a second, like I could have sold his house, all this stuff. And then once I got a little bit more time under my belt, I was like, I probably could have sold that house. But I know that that other person did a better job. Like what I, yeah. I didn't have. Right. I didn't know what I didn't know. As good, you weren't as I just good didn't. then as you are now. And, and, and he made the right decision by not using me because I would have figured it out because I do have the resources with the company I work for and everything. But if I'm going to be honest, like just true transparency, that person did better than I would have at that given moment. I I'm astounded. That by consumers at every price point who get involved professionally with either someone who builds houses who hasn't built very many. I had I had a million eight buyer last year who went to builders that had not sold one home in the MLS and had built a handful of homes at best in a market that was completely shifting on its access. And they're in, and they're going to be responsible for the construction loan of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they got involved with a builder who sold a handful of homes, built a handful of homes. Oh, Lord. Hey, I mean, if you give me 1.8 million, I've got a hammer and I can figure the rest out. Well, I'm just, you can. probably Not better than that builder. That. I mean, that builder had convinced these yeah. people that they were HGTV people and blah blah blah. And we're they, gonna. And what happened? Well, they're a year into it. And they're a year and a half away from it being finished. So whether that will ever get finished or not, but but I j- oh. just you have got to place your trust in people who have massive experience and great resources. And if you have, if you're getting sold, if that builder probably would have been approved through a major lender. They probably would have never approved the construction perm on that because of the guy's credentials. Yeah, yeah. That I, could have been a that could have that could maybe. have helped that could have helped the buyer or the person wanting to build the But the buyer was giving them cash right. for the I, construction. Well that's the problem. They were giving them draws. Yeah, and so now they they're ten months in or whatever it is, they probably got a foundation and some frame after six months of design. Yeah, you don't and do that. Whether or not that's ever gonna get to the closing table. Probably won't. 
Without a lawsuit. I mean, what about, you know, you've got supply chain issues. And so, oh, my God. I mean, I I just, it was somebody coming Never do a construction deal until you have your builder approved with the lender. I'm telling you, I've seen the nightmares. I've seen, I've seen it. Okay, in the well, world. it goes back to another issue as well, and this building and resale are a whole other. But right, the longer you're involved in a transaction, the greater your risk. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Right. I mean, if you if you're a home seller and you got somebody that comes to you and wants to buy your home and it's a resale, let's just say, and they want seventy three days to close, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> not without a whole bunch of money that you're not going to give back. Exactly. Because there there is risk involved there. Well, that's what exposure. we were into with people who needed to um, still find a house and stuff like that. They're like, "Why, well, I, I, you know, I need like a sixty day or whatever extension." It was like, "Well, we're going to close in thirty. Right. We'll do a lease back or whatever, but we're closing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're not exactly waiting right. sixty to that's ninety right. days to close because that won't work." You yeah. know, there were places. There were agents that were very furious about that, and I'm like. I'm not going to be sitting here 90 days and, you know, whatever, eight, well, nine days into it. They're like, oh, we're, we're not going to do it now. There's a, po- a portion of the market and it's buyers and sellers are not on the same level right now. Sellers have not yet come to the reality in many cases of what the market is. And f- unfortunately, some brokers have not come <laughs> to the reality exactly. of the market. They're still trying uh, to act on a set of beliefs that are no longer present because it was changing every week last year and it's changing every week now, but differently. It's not, yeah. it just isn't going off the cliff like it was well, in a lot it. of ways. It's changing every week, like you said, but differently. Differently. Every right. week it's differently. Well, here's funny. And you've always got to be on it's top you of said that. that yeah. Because you could go back and listen to Shelly, you and Kyle talk every week that we did the podcast. A year ago. A year ago. Well, or and, in and, May when it started to go. We start, actually, we started talking about the changes. We were talking like at said, the end right. of May that the market was changing and nobody believed us. No. That we but they thought, thought we were a little bit, we were a little bit um, we, They thought we were chicken Downtrodden. Or, yeah. yeah, right. they, yeah, they, yeah. But, but the fact is. What sounds a chicken make? Tony. <laughs> Tony. You're, gonna, you're just trying to, you're just, you're, see, usually, ladies and gentlemen, when we come on the podcast, yeah, and go. I say something to Tony to completely derail. I just derailed you. He did. He, 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 he didn't give me the sound. He did. He did. It uh, felt I, antagonistic. I'll be that, honest. That's all right. Oh, I'll, don't worry. There'll be another opportunity where I will. I'll be ready for him. <laughs> um, the, you know, you just have to pay attention closely to everything that's going on. And if you don't have somebody behind you, as you're a consumer, don't. Here's the. Don't think consumer. As you're a consumer, don't think you know it. I got it's it. No disrespect. You could be a, you could be a Mensa, and you're not going to know what's going on week to week. Okay. Hey, we got a couple minutes. I want to run through oh, the yeah. stats for your side of the world, uh, Kyle. Let's go through those real quick. Uh, okay, I'll do Fishers real quick. So last week, uh, I did Tuesday to Tuesday, even though we're doing right, a little bit late this week. So we had 27 go on the market, anywhere from 254 to 2.45. Um, 10 of them are still active. 17 of them pended. There's 42 days on market average for everything that pended uh, in okay. that week. The weird thing is, you know, sometimes Shelly talks about median versus average. Um, a lot did sell quicker than usual. I mean, some of it's uh, spec homes and new construction, gotcha. so that dropped it down significantly. Because the median was nine, which was really, really odd. Right. It's super, super low. Um, but there's 81 total on market, which we can talk about another day about how bad our inventory is. Noblesville, we had 23 go on the market from 148, uh, 148,000 to 1.9 million. Uh, 17 are active and six pended and 52 days on market in Noblesville, but their median was actually 41. So that made a little bit more sense. And then 81 are actually on the market. So, but we were talking about low inventory last week and it went down again. Okay. It's going down everywhere. Right. Not not massively, but a little bit everywhere. Let's let's hit the other side of the fence. Less than half of what has been showing hit the market in even December. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's. What do we got in Carmel this week? Um, 
21 of them listed in the past seven days. Six of those pended. Active, wow. We only have 85 active in Carmel right now. Um, average day on market is 40 for the past 30 days. Okay. Um, Westfield, 22 hit the market. Nine of those pended. There's 104 active in Westfield. Um, 74 sold in the past 30 days with an average of 51 days on the market. Okay. Zionsville, 13 hit the market. But actually, there were seven that were new builds just okay. put on the market for a one-day list. So um, if you want to say kind of weirdness about that is there was six new builds and then um, eight pended, but really two of them gotcha. were resales. So signs was kind of off on that. Um, 32 currently active and the average days on market in the sales of the past 30 days was 24 in Scienceville. What do you got, Greg? So I got one day, piece of data that I pulled because I'm ADD and I can't, I can't search more than once. So right. I pulled active homes for sale February 1st, 2017 in Carmel. Five years ago, next week in Carmel, there were 211 homes on Woo. the list. And today there's less than 100. Wow. So that if you're a consumer, that just tells you buying or selling, you need to be able to understand what that number means for your particular set of circumstances. And even back then, we thought inventory was low. We did. Yep, we did, did you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't find the right house. Yep. Looking at it, we've looked at all the ones between four and 500. Can't find the right one. Now, Shelly, uh, we're going to end the show here in just a second. Are you flying back to Mexico or where were you? I was in Playa Carmen. Are you going to be there next week again, or are you going to stay so, here? Unless you know something, no, 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 I don't. No. Know. I'm just joking. You, <laughs> Shelly, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? You can reach me on my cell phone anytime three one seven two zero one two six zero one at Shelly Walters Realty Group at FC Tucker. At FC Tucker, she's not at the other company anymore, Greg. I understand this. Okay, but we're Greg in is, their building. I presume that that. <laughs> yeah, might we be are the at case. the FC Tucker building here in Carmel, Indiana. Thanks to Shelly and Kyle. Greg, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you across the street over in the other building where. Compass Real Estate is. Yes, and then the lovely Playfair building uh, on, on the Monon in downtown Carmel. 317-441-7166. Our website is crossroadcollectivehomes.com. And then, Greg, what time do you like your text message? Anytime between midnight and 6 a.m. Best time to text me because so I'm asleep, yeah, generally. Uh, okay, and Kyle, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, uh, give us the data. Uh, it's Morris Property Group with FC Tucker. It's 317-649-5122. And if you can't remember all this, remember this. 317-376-8001. Listen to the uh, message, and you can contact any of our agents and get mortgage rates every day at 317-376-8001. Thank you, everybody, and we'll talk at you next week. 